The world around us is changing faster than ever before. before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome, Welcome. to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change, encouraging you to be bold, be, bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome Maggie Merklin to Data Gurus. She is the Executive Vice President of Analytic Partner. Welcome Maggie. Thank you, very excited to be speaking with you today. Thank you, I know you just shared a story presented at the Accelerator Conference today about how attribution is being adopted. Yep. Um, I guess specifically in this case, it's Choice Hotels. That's right, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about, about sure. that? Sure, sure, yeah, so we've been working with Choice Hotels for over eight years now. Okay. So long-term partnership with them. And uh, we've seen significant inc increases in their return on investment over time. Mm -hmm. And they recently had some new uh, senior leadership, a new VP of marketing that came in from a very different background in financial services and was really surprised about just how well mm -hmm. the Choice Hotels digital advertising was performing. And it didn't necessarily disbelieve it, but really was looking for some validation mm -hmm. of that uh, return on investment. So we collaborated with Choice as well as their media agency to, to develop a test, a, a PSA test, mm -hmm. where we were able to isolate folks that were receiving the ad versus folks that were receiving PSA okay. uh, ad. And we, we resulted in very, very similar uh, results from that test, which is which aligned with the advanced analytics that we had been providing to Choice. So it's just a great example of collaboration across agencies, as well as uh, transparency sure. in terms of the approach, and then validation mm -hmm. to help drive that, that buy-in from, from that new VP. What, what do you think the key to that success was? Was it truly the, the VP's tone and kind of understanding the importance of validation? What, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, it, I, from our perspective, it was really around just being transparent, right? Right. We yeah. want we want them to adopt the yeah. results because it, they're, the results that we provide through our analytics are only as good as an organization that is going to use them. Right. So from our perspective, it we we kind of like to be challenged. It helps with just proving out the the validity. And it was a nice example, again, like I mentioned, of collaboration. Right. Uh, because we to develop those PSA tests, it takes a lot of work to make sure that there's not any sort of spillover mm -hmm. ads to that control group and so on. So there's a lot of collaboration we had to do with Choice in their agency as well. That's fantastic. And they've been a longtime client of yours? Yep, since uh, 2010. That's fantastic. I know that you have the measurement of how much money has been saved through kind of attribution. Your company's genome project. Can you share a little bit about that? in terms of what you've seen in, ter in terms of savings? Sure, yeah, so from the, the ROI genome, we are able to essentially collect all of the results that we uh, perform with our various clients. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have things like return on investment trends, we have uh, spend trends, mm -hmm. and overall improvement in ROI, as well as savings right. uh, from, from that. So over the past 18 years, we've analyzed over 400 billion in, wow. in ad spend. 
And, you know, there's definitely been a shift towards more spending online Uh versus offline, probably not surprising. But what has been interesting is we've seen a convergence in terms of the return on investment that we see uh, in particular from that those online vehicles, mm-hmm. so digital display and paid search with, with offline, in particular TV. And a lot of that is really driven by uh, not necessarily effectiveness mm-hmm. of the digital advertising, but just the, the pressure with costing mm-hmm. as, you know, this is the whole concept of supply and demand. There's more demand, so that the pricing goes up. Go up. Yeah, exactly. How do you deal with fraud in terms of measurement? That's a, <laughs> a, a tough one. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what we do is, you know, we collect very granular data. Uh-huh. We leverage where available things like viewability mm-hmm. to get rid of non-viewable ads within attribution. That's, you know, very, very easy to kind of just remove those. And by those definition, ads. how do you, what is viewability? So viewability typically is a lot of the, the ads will have uh, flags on whether it was viewable or not. Okay. So there's different parameters in terms of what is viewable mm-hmm. and what is in, but typically if it's in the, a certain aspect of your screen, right. it's considered viewable. If that ad falls below a certain threshold, then it's not viewable. It's not viewable. Okay. Exactly. Thank so, you. Well, you don't want to include things that people aren't seeing mm-hmm. to try to attribute credit to it. Okay. Um, so that's one way that we're able to kind of cleanse the, the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also just run a series of, of checks within mm-hmm. our uh, data sets. So we have algorithms that we run to detect things like bots. Right. So if there's significant outliers in the data, we'll remove that. Um, so that's the best we can do sure. is just to kind of systematically cleanse the data uh-huh. to ensure that there's nothing in there that looks a little bit fishy from a, from a measurement standpoint. And in terms of the trend of spend, you had talked about earlier, there was a big hype on digital and kind of there was a, not inequity, but an imbalance in terms of the spend. And now you're kind of, you've said it's, it's converged and there's equal spend not necessarily spend but uh-huh. efficiency 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 yeah okay yeah. i think tv is, is making a little bit of a comeback is it yes yeah we're we're seeing i think there was a big shift i think png is a great example right. that was in the news yes. um, where they went all in on on their digital spend and they saw their their business suffer uh-huh. and i think they started to scale back and reinvest a bit more in in tv and we see that with many of our clients. Actually, Choice Hotels is is actually another example mm-hmm. of that. Where when we first started working with them, they were looking at like everything in in, in silos, right? And they were they were really questioning the impact of TV mm-hmm. because a lot of the internal measurement they had was last click based. Mm-hmm. It looked like search and display were by far the best. And then through our analysis, what we actually uncovered was guess what? TV actually drives those things. So without your TV advertising, talking about the promotion that you have, you would not have had those search clicks. So it's almost like the start it's of the behavior on the digital exactly. side. Exactly, yeah. So you need that upper funnel right. TV yeah. uh, for many businesses to drive that lower funnel That's interesting. clicks and so on. Right, yeah. especially with the fragmentation of viewership and all these other platforms, you know, to hear that TV is kind of coming back a little bit more in terms of its importance. Exactly. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and, and we've seen TV work well for, for many, many different industries. And what do you think the future of TV is? I think TV, it has to be relevant. Yeah. It has to has to really engage with, with the audience. There's going to be more online TV advertising. Right. I don't think that traditional TV is, is going to go away right. anytime soon. Okay. Um, I think there is definitely a need for that mass marketing to mm-hmm. drive awareness, particularly for, for new products that are or brands that are that are coming out. I think it will become much more programmatic and, and, and faster, okay. you know, similar to, to TV. 
uh, to digital rather. But yeah, I, I definitely. It's still, it's still relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what role does Facebook and Google play in the whole ecosystem? So Facebook and, and Google, you know, we were at the conference mm -hmm. earlier today. There was a lot of talk about the wall gardens, right? And in a lot of the challenges that measurement companies like ourselves sure. face is just getting granular data from from those companies. It's challenging. So you know, I think you know, there the wall gardens uh, plays a role in in measurement at mm -hmm. a very granular level. The nice thing about both of those organizations is that they will share groups of data mm -hmm. across different uh, customer segments and or at uh, a market or mm -hmm. DMA level, so it can still be used to understand how advertising dollars being spent right. in Facebook, YouTube, for example, are performing, uh, but you don't necessarily, or you're not necessarily able to get that at that kind of user level. Which is, which is the data that you potentially need to be able to create that attribution model. Exactly, yeah. you got it. Got it. Yeah. So how do you get that data then? So right now we're we're able to get that data from from Google. Okay. However, with GDPR, right, which happened in, in towards the end of May, Google in Europe stopped sharing their double click. ID. Got it. Okay. And that was a, a big game changer mm -hmm. because a lot of advertisers were using the double click ID as kind of that global ID right. to link together advertising exposure across display, mm -hmm. search, as well as activity on their site. That is most likely going to go away here in the United States by the end of the year as well. Okay. So the ability to stitch together all this, all of that from Google itself is is going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a, a need for more tagging identity mm -hmm. partnerships mm -hmm. um, with advertisers to be able to kind of stitch that entire ecosystem together. Facebook is going to continue to be a challenge because they're not going to be sharing impression level data right. outside of the Facebook ecosystem. They may share click data, but it's okay. very different than the actual exposure that the user comes in contact with. Give us a sense of relative spend on kind of Facebook and Google versus other media channels. <laughs> uh, it, it, I hate to say it depends, but it does depend on the industry okay. a bit. I think because of some of the challenges with really getting that granular data from Facebook, for example, we have seen some companies pulling Pull back, back yeah. some of that advertising, in addition to just some of the, the challenges with privacy sure. that, that, have, that have come up. Yeah. It really depends on the industry, but I'd say it's probably maybe at most half of uh, a marketer's mm -hmm. media spend might go through those two platforms, depending how reliant they might be on like Google paid search. Right. So like a retailer, for example, might be spending a good amount of, of money within within Google on things like search, Google display ads, mm -hmm. as well as PLA mm -hmm. and those types of things. That's a lot, actually, when you think about it. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and not really being able to measure directly at the user level. at the user level. Yeah. Interesting. Makes sense, though. We all use Google. Yes. <laughs> Maggie, thanks so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was and great to connect. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.